You are now listening to episode four of Running for Office, the podcast. I'm your host, Claudia Zapata. Let's get started. I've been feeling kind of down these past two days. It's either seasonal depression from this Texas cold front, or it's the overwhelming feeling of the fall of democracy. Not sure at this point. In order to help get my thoughts out, I'm going to be releasing daily episodes starting with this one until election day. These will all be micro episodes, no longer than 10-15 minutes each, and they are each dedicated to a specific group of people. As we get closer to election day, I feel conflicted within myself. 75% of me loves and cares about each and every one of you, and the other 25% is so angry at those of you who are either still undecided or have chosen hate over empathy. However, the only real thing that I know how to do correctly is love, that and talk. So I'm going to do what I do best and talk to you about my feelings, thoughts, and hopes with undecided voters, Trump-Pence voters, and Biden-Harris voters. Each microepisode is meant to humanize this election and maybe, just maybe, plant a seed of doubt or hope or desire for change in your mind. Today's episode is titled, A Love Letter to Undecided Voters. If you are still up in the air about who to cast your vote for in this presidential election, then this episode is for you. Now, I'm not here to pander to you, judge you, sum you up, or just talk a whole bunch of shit about either of the candidates. I'm really just here as myself, as Claudia, as one human speaking to another. For those of you who prefer maybe like a little bit more rough and tough kind of love, I'm sorry, I I can do that sometimes, but for right now, I just feel like being myself. And that means that this episode is going to be pretty cheesy and or sentimental. But in my mind, that's not always a bad thing. As I was preparing for this episode, I decided to just Google Undecided Voters 2020 to see what would come up, what would happen. A lot of memes came up. There was different news articles and polls showing where undecided voters were at in the states, maybe who they leaned towards. However, one thing that I noticed was very similar, whether it be in the memes or the polls or the articles, was that they all tried to sum up and characterize and categorize undecided voters. And in all honesty, I just think that's damn near impossible to do. At the end of the day, I mean, don't we really all vote in our best interest or what we think to be our best interest? And so because of that, I can't hate you and I'm not going to hate you. It's actually, I think, quite impossible for me to hate just about anybody. And trust me, I have tried very, very hard to. And so while I'm sure it's easy to be able to find divisive language all over the internet, all over your Facebook feed or Instagram or Twitter feed or TikTok. I don't know. I don't dabble in TikTok, so I don't know what type of stuff goes on in there. But I know that it's very easy to find divisive language. And as an undecided voter, 
that shit is scary. You look to one side and you find something that immediately pushes you away. So then you look to the other side and you find something that immediately pushes you away. And in all honesty, I think that's because when a lot of people are speaking, they speak out of, pl- of, out of a place of anger. And that anger stems from confusion. However, I don't think that does anyone really any good. So I am speaking out of a place of love. In my personal opinion, I believe that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are the only way for us to move forward. And you may disagree with that or or you may have already seen my Instagram or Facebook and know that I'm already quite progressive. So of course I'm going to support the more progressive of the two candidates. But when you're taking a look at each of the candidates' platforms, which I highly encourage you to do, keep in mind two things. What is best for you and what is best for others? I believe our entire society was built off of these two questions. I mean, if you think about it, it's like, why was sanitation developed? Because it's good for me, but it's also good for you. It's kind of like a help me help you kind of thing. And so when you look at their platforms, keep in mind what is going to provide the best outcomes for the most amount of people. Now, it's easy to weigh in and say, well, you know, one candidate may not have the best outcomes for the most amount of people, but they're going to have the most beneficial outcomes for me. So it's like, you know, why not just stop there? If I'm going to benefit the most from this one person, why don't I just stop there? Okay, okay, you know, fair enough. That makes complete sense, at least to me. But the question that I pose to you is, is it really worth it if everyone else around you suffers? And I mean, that might seem like such a a far off question, you know, it's like, whoa, there girl, like, how the hell did you get from, you know, voting from some for someone meaning that I like everyone else to suffer. And I'm not just jumping to conclusions here. There are people who will suffer under the hands of one president versus another. There's no other way to put it. I wish there was a different way to put it. But there isn't. And the only thing that I can see that would come out of a Trump presidency is more divisiveness. It's going to be an intensified version of what this year and these past couple of months have been like. I know that emotions will run amok and people will be more willing to act upon them because both sides are just at complete odds with each other and are struggling to find any sort of common ground. And at this point, I don't think that either side wants to find common ground with each other. So that's where you come in as an undecided voter. Obviously, the choice is yours. I can't force you to vote for a certain person. But at this point in time, we are not necessarily voting for a candidate. It's easy to look at the policies and understand how they may or may not affect you. But regardless, you will be affected by the outcomes of this election. And it's either we vote for a society that is more capable of empathy or we vote for a society that thrives off of divisiveness and that thrives off of chaos. I am speaking to you from the bottom of my heart because I truly do not want to live in a world that's in shambles 
or in one where I feel like even just me speaking this way and speaking from a place of kindness is seen as weak. And to be honest, that's what I feel like is on the line. It's about the ideologies that both stand for and that both candidates spread and support. As far as I can tell, a lot of the people that I have come in contact with, regardless of if they're conservative, libertarian, independent, progressive, are all good people. And so I think that's what makes it near impossible for me to hate. I know that good lives in this world and that good outweighs the amount of hate and darkness that we have. The darkness screams a little louder and may play a little bit more dirty in order to get what they want. But I know that in the heart of heart of most Americans that we're all genuinely good people and we may have conflicts about how we come to certain views or why we support the candidates that we do. But I believe that we all have extraordinarily common end goals. Most of us care about very few things in life, in all honesty. And some of these things are family, access to healthcare, the freedom to love, the freedom to believe in whatever it is that we want to believe, the ability to be successful, to live prosperously. Politics itself is a very scary game. And I say scary, not in the sense that we're scared of it, but in the sense that it can feel extraordinarily agenda-driven and it can feel very much like a game. And oftentimes we see people play it like a game. If you are an undecided voter because you really just don't give a fuck about politics, understandable. It is, it's not fun. So I get it. Do not let the idea of politics being played as a game stop you from believing in the power of government itself. Government has the ability to change lives and change the trajectory of your life, whether you like it or not. And that's a very scary thing to admit because we as people generally don't like it when things are out of our control. However, you do have one tool that allows you to be mm, more or less somewhat in control of your destiny, and that is the power of voting. I read in an article that some undecided voters are undecided because they do not like the feeling of burden. The sheer idea that someone's livelihood may be on the line because of voting or because of a single vote or 10 votes or hundreds of votes, it can be pretty daunting to think that your vote, whether you cast it or not, directly affects someone's life for better or for worse. It's a tough pill to swallow. But the one thing that I can guarantee you is that Voting will make you feel a whole lot better because at the very least, even if the outcome doesn't turn out the way that you want it to, at the very least, you can look people in the eye and know that you tried. You tried to serve not only in your best interest, but in their best interest as well. Now, the one thing that I do hope is that I'm not the only person who is taught to care about other people. I mean, I, I think that's kind of instilled in a lot of values that many Americans can agree upon. 
I hope this episode hasn't been too sappy for you. If anything, I hope that if you are an undecided voter, you are at least a little bit more inclined to vote. And maybe, just maybe, you are inclined to vote for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And this is not me trying to shove them down your throat or shove my views into your life or try to tell you who it is that you should vote for. This is me asking you to vote and to vote with your heart.